Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Town Whispers is a horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of the Pacific Northwest. Now, a little word of warning, neighbor. You shouldn't walk into caves alone. You never know what you're going to find. Maybe a bear or something worse. Listener discretion is advised. The fort, a small, rotten little town. Decay and chaos at its center. Digs its nails deep into the false, shifting bedrock of slithering monstrosities below its surface. Just beneath its skin. Oh, the fort. Home, sweet home.
door to door the search party went, knocking on the flimsiest of door frames and the sturdiest. No one was too poor or too rich to be asked if they had seen Matthew. No one was too rich or too poor to be asked to join in the search. They marched through the woods, shoulder to shoulder, looking for anything, whether that was a body, disturbed earth, or simply Matthew sleeping at the base of a cedar tree. Well, that depended on who you asked. They waded through the shallows of the river that lay like secret tributaries hidden behind deltas which had built on the back of dead bilge rats, swollen on the scraps and excrements left behind as the townies came and went, one lifetime after another. Even old Alfie, who wasn't too sharp and wasn't too fast, did what he could, marching through his pumpkin patch, through the back fields that looked as if they reached far beyond the horizon, idly poking at large lumps in the grass. Everyone did what they could, because that's what everyone does in a small town, as wonderful as the fort. When one goes missing, the loss is felt deeply, it's felt spiritually. Of course, when so few live in a small town, each person's worth seems to be more, and based on the effort everyone gave towards finding poor sweet little Matthew, well, he must have been worth his weight in gold. It consumed them for a number of long days. They'd wake early in the morning before the fog of autumn had burnt off into the sun as it still hung just above the dirt and glowed in the early light. And they wouldn't come in until lunch for a glass of water before heading back out to search until dusk came and stole their sight. Each day went on much the same as that, for longer than anyone had dared to think it would. And then it got to the point where no one had much hope of finding little Matthew. It got to the point where everyone in town had made peace with not knowing. And truth be told, they only carried on the last day or two because they didn't have the heart to look Matthew's parents, who had arranged the search in the eyes and tell them enough was enough. Their feet were sore, their eyes were blurry, bellies grumbled and groaned, enough was enough. Matthew was gone. Everyone was packing up when Mark LaPont, a 15 and a half year old boy, and it's important to note the half, because Mark felt that that made him a man, while 15 years old was only a boy. Mark heard the most exciting little trickle coming from inside deep and dark cave. It had been a long day, and while Mark was too smart to drink the water in the cave, he felt it sure would feel nice to splash it on his face. Mark strode into the cave, unknowingly just as Matthew had, entranced by the sound of the chilled water. He was sure someone had checked the cave before. They must have. His father wouldn't like it if he went walking blindly into a cave where a bear could be nestled up. 
but Mark was 15 and a half years old. He was a man, and he'd tell his father, well, he'd tell his father a lie. Maybe he wasn't quite a man yet, but he sure was manly enough to go into a cave. That he was sure of. His footsteps echoed through the dank cathedral of Earth rhythmically, and Mark sang a little song in his head trying to time his syllables to the beat of his own reverberating steps and swearing under his breath when he couldn't think of a word to rhyme with pumpernickel quick enough to stay in time. The natural fountain that sat against the edge of the cave twinkled as Mark got closer and dipped his hands into the cold water before splashing it up and onto his face, washing away the dust and sweat of a long day's work. Whew, it felt good to get a little freshness on his face, Mark thought to himself as he ran his wet fingers through his greasy hair, slicking it back and away from his wet face. He turned around. Mark could have sworn he had heard something, but he chalked it up to perhaps a little bit of water getting trapped in his ear. So Mark LaPont quickly jogged out of the cave and trotted off towards home. He had places to be. The sun was getting low and he had told Mildred they could go watch the meteor shower and count shooting stars. Mildred, of course, was beautiful and Mark didn't want to count stars so much as he wanted to take her out past Alfie's place. Out to the old well that stuck up out of the ground where the rolling fields all came together in one sunken and pinched place. There he'd kiss her, and maybe undo a couple of buttons. No one knew why, but the well was the spot after all, and going there had become a ritual observed by every young man and woman coming of age in the fort. And while Mark LaPont daydreamed about his first date the beautiful and naive Miss Mildred Morthy, the body of Albert lay, making sounds it had no business making, as Albert was... well, Albert was dead. Albert lay there paralyzed in his own body. His eyes had started to rot, and through the milky film that covered them, he could see nothing. Although he lay there dead and rotting, he felt every insect and every worm tearing through his insides, one little maggoty mouthful at a time. But through it all, he could feel an unnatural becoming rising inside of him. The old Albert had died, and it both excited and terrified him at what would arise from the stinking decomposing heap he had become. And something would arise, he knew that much because he'd been told so. Albert didn't remember much of how he'd come to be lying dead on the floor of a cave, hidden just at the edge of the shadows. But he did remember when the whispers started. They were in his own voice, but they weren't his words. And as those whispers gained in strength, Albert could feel a writhing inside of him, around his heart and between his ribs, something skulked and slinked around freely within him, 
making its den and tunnels within his soul. You are we now, and we are many, and we shall multiply. We shall multiply. You shall provide to each a piece of yourself, and through your sacrifice, we shall spread. We are dust and shadow. And that's all he heard. Over and over and over and over until the repetitive monotony of it had nearly driven Albert crazy. Albert, who was laying there a slave to the immobility of his own body. His dead, rotting body. He wanted to cover his ears with his hands, but his hands wouldn't move. He wanted to run home even though he hated home, and he wanted the comfort of his own bed. But his legs wouldn't move. Albert wanted to turn his eyes away from the world and not lay witness to all the unfair cruelties that had befallen him and others, but he was forced to watch because his eyes wouldn't move. And while Albert lay there confined constrained, claustrophobic within his own dead body. But somehow, with a mind very much alive, there was something stuck inside of him, within him, inside the small space his existence called a body, and it was whispering to him. You are we now, and we are many, and we shall multiply. We shall multiply. You shall provide to each a piece of yourself, and through your sacrifice, we shall spread. We are dust and shadow. And then her voice pierced through the monotonous madness that Albert had found himself sinking deeper and deeper into. A number on you, you poor thing. We'll have you scooped up and stitched up in no time. Albert hadn't heard her enter the cave, but he did hear the authority of the woman's heels striking the floor of the cave as she continued to stride towards him. My name is the Abbess, Mother Cyprian, and I am to nurture you and teach you and... You who are you in this moment shall become we, and you who are we shall multiply, and you shall sacrifice yourself to spread the whispers of the long shadows. I know you must have many questions. I know you can't speak now, what with your jaw barely hanging on by a thread and the decomposing tongue in your mouth. But once we get you to the sanatorium, we'll have you sorted right away. Mother Cyprian, the abbess of the Sisterhood of the Living Waters and director of the Riverside Sanatorium strode away from him, her habits slightly bouncing as she walked out of the cave, and then many more feet walked in, 
and lifted Albert, carrying him up and out of the cave. And while this all took place, Mark LaPont was walking up to Mildred Morthy's front porch. Alfie was limping through his back fields. Little Matthew's parents held each other as they felt their overwhelming grief. And no one even knew that Albert was missing as well. No one would know that he was being whisked away to the sanatorium with his tall fences. Tall fences not meant to keep anyone inside, but to keep the townsfolk of the fort out. To keep them out and keep their eyes away from what happens behind those walls and the secrets of the long shadows. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by Charlie Piers Smith. To join us in the humble little town known as The Fort, where things are always wonderful, even when you wake to find yourself in strange places, all you have to do is follow us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers. If you'd like to help the town council patch the roof or condemn the old LaPont Manor, or perhaps build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die, consider supporting our wonderful little town, which is nothing but pleasant, even when you are unable to sleep because of the screams echoing from the bog. You can do so by visiting our town hall at patreon.com slash the town whispers. For a few dollars a month, you'll gain the knowledge that has been nibbled from your mind by the worms whispered by sleep and find records written by the founders of our humble little monstrosity of a town. Our town hall, which you can find once again at patreon.com slash the town whispers is also where we will be releasing Patreon exclusive storylines for Patreons of $10 or more a month. For more information on the show, head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com I got the ghost of you inside of my head What I'm supposed to do The blood has been shed He got a dark past in a soul that's unfed What I'm supposed to do He's already dead.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.